are now listening to Real Talk with Mr. Q, the War Machine. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Real Talk. I'm your host, Mr. Q, the War Machine. Thank you for coming in to the war room and taking time out your busy schedule to listen to another episode of this podcast. Give a shout out to everyone here in the States and around the world, you know, for coming in on all platforms. I want to say thank you. Thank you so much. Now, with that out of the way, come in with the story. If you haven't heard or you've seen the news, uh, Kamala Harris has dropped out of the presidential competition she's a dropout she dropped on out and i knew it even though <laughs> even though in my house my wife said he said you know she can make it nope she didn't she didn't make it and um a lot of people are reporting on it and, and everybody have different points of view on it i'm going to give my commentary on why she fell on her face other than the fact that she uh, wasn't going to do too much for black people. That's the main reason. And I'm going to touch on that. But another reason that she just, she didn't connect with a lot of things. And that's a red flag for any person who considers themselves black when you don't connect with your own people. I mean, regardless of trying to promise anything, when you don't connect with them, when they don't feel you, Feeling their pain. That's a you are already dead. And um, you know, we weren't gonna go through another banana in the tailpipe thing with Barack Obama type wannabes. Now, Miss Harris, you know, shot herself in the foot with a lot of silly stuff, some of her policies, and even some of her comments kind of just torpedoed her uh campaign before he even <laughs> left <laughs> the dot, just boom, she self destructed her own self. But that main reason, as I mentioned before, not connecting is there. Other than trying to do the same old two-step shuffle of running the church and, you know, I eat hot salt and all that old foolishness and the fish fry shit, that is dead and played out. And I'm glad that a lot of us didn't fall for it. But we still got Cory Booker. And now you got Deval Patrick, the, you know, the former governor of Massachusetts, throwing his hat on in here, trying to uh, beat Donald Trump. And it's, it's amazing that um, the black candidates have been falling flat on their face, but they've been doing the same thing over and over again. They're not real. They're not authentic. And they're not going to do anything for the black community. And the black community, you know, as a whole, I mean, when I mean the black community, I'm not talking about Pookie and Rayways. I'm not talking about baby mama stuff. I'm not talking to none of this. I'm talking about people like me who, hey, we in built things. We came halfway. You got to work with me. You got you to give me something. You're not giving me something. You got you to gotta do something. And you want me to continue to build my part and your part in order to make this bridge function. And it takes cooperation. And 
when you sit here and say, I'm not going to do anything for the black community, that basically I'm not going to help you. I'm just going to allow you to go through whatever you're going to go through and <laughs> hope for the best that you it all come out good for you. And that is the reason why she is out of the race. Now, you might hear on YouTube and a lot of other folks saying about uh, Miss Harris' personal life and whatever it is, which that also plays a part into of her trying to be like ex-president Barack Obama. And everyone knows that when Barack left, he basically messed it up for all black people trying to run for this office. Basically, he screwed it up real bad. And that's been kind of the notion in all levels of government when it comes to black people is that we gotten there and we have got forgotten the, the, the number one rule of what the old people before us who didn't have education, didn't go to college, didn't finish fifth grade, sit here and said this basic, simple advice. You get up there, don't forget where you come from. Learn, but don't become them. And a lot of us have learned to become them. And we got caught in a mess of webs. From cities to counties to local legislation to state legislation to all this stuff. You see a lot of black politicians falling on their face. Because they have tried to do things like their white counterparts. And they have got caught with the hand in the cookie jar. And they have made themselves look very, very bad. And Kamala Harris is no exception. She was all that three strikes, tough on crime, yada, yada, yada. Now all of a sudden, oh, I I, I changed. I turned the new leaf. I, I, I really, uh, I, uh, at that time, you know, here come the backpedaling. And that's it. You was there when it was popular. Now it's unpopular. You don't want to stand by your record. And so that's another reason. I would respect it. She would have came and said, yeah, I did it. And at that time, you know, I believed in it. But that time is gone and passed. And we see that it did not do what it's supposed to do in theory. Because basically, that's what, in theory, we thought that it posed lower crime, bring, you know, rehabilitation, yada, yada, yada. Which we all know that prison do not rehabilitate a lot of people. And I made a mistake, but she didn't. She dodged her thing, ducked, dodged, ran, hid. She tried to do everything, tried to reinvent herself, and it didn't come out. And she got what she deserved, nothing. The next one going out, Cory Booker. His campaign is on life support. <laughs> no, scratch, he, it ain't even on life support, people. It's in intensive care. He's damn near just one beep away to just say, I'm out. I don't know what Deval Patrick is finna do. Uh, it's been speculation that people around him, where he has super delegates or super uh, contributors backing him. And that's, un that's unusual for a person who is considered a super delegate. If you don't know who a super delegate, there's a bigger, the big wigs in the party to come in and have and bring that type of money in way in the beginning of, of the campaign. They normally do all the willing and dealing at the, at the convention. So you jumping in 
and we don't know where you're gonna go hope you know hey i i don't know maybe he might make it i don't know but i can tell you this much here you if they don't you can thank president obama for doing that because for eight years obama did not do anything but um basically just talk down to the black community especially black men as you've been listening to this podcast i've said this story many times when i was in maryland about the conversation about these black men said they wanted to be transgender in order to get a job and really people that actually happened that black straight men was considering to go put on a wig and a dress and one dude said i might even go and get mine snipped and tucked to think about getting a job because they feel that bad of, of not being valued and then you got to look at the party as whole that they pandering to black women only and not just the not just the political party and political ads you got commercials pandering to only black women that black like black men don't exist that we don't have a voice and we can't think unless we grabbing our nuts standing on the corner or we're going in and out of jail that's it and you see it on all these political things right now you can probably turn on msnbc if stephanie rules and her clan of, of political analysts is over there there's some black woman on there right now saying that the black woman vote is more stronger than, and more whatever you turn on to the five is the same thing well you totally forgot about the black man unless he's there as a limp no a limp handed man Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I, I, I do this pandering, trying to get things or get his little uh, view across. And that's not right. But you see it. So this being a shot that Kamala Harris getting put out. Well, no big deal. I, I knew this from the jump. I knew she was going down. Period. <coughs> and good riddance to a point because basically she sat here and said she wasn't going to do it anyway but another thing that's a deeper thing just like president obama kamala harris and so many people like her who are from you know the across the pond or from the islands or from africa you know, brothers and sisters, y'all come over here with that notion that you're better. And you haven't experienced what the people here in America's have experienced, the black folks experience. And you consider what we saying is nonsense. Or we're complaining. And sometimes it is complaining. And you hear me saying on this podcast, a lot of us, we need to get up. We can get up and do a lot of stuff. And we don't really have to worry about who get in office too much. It all is, a, like they say, there's a will, there's a way. But a lot of us don't want to do that. But on the, on the other side, we do need political power. And I've talked about that numerous times on this podcast, that, that black folks do not know how to wield political power. Political power is not a toy. It's not a feel good. It's a weapon. And black folks, we have money. But we don't use that money to buy politicians. And when we start saying, oh, you don't do that, that, that sound bad. No, because that's what you think these folks, when you give campaigns, you buying them. You buying them to do your will. 
And when you don't buy them, but you just give them the vote, they, they take your vote for granted. That's why I said on this podcast, too, is that voting is meaningless, it's futile. Because without the political capital and might behind it to put bite in that vote, your vote is worthless. And they're taking your vote, yours and mine sometimes, for granted. Because all they got to do is come there, sing there, whoo, yeah, and, and shake and whatever it is and whatever is popular and whoever is popular to sway us and say, hey, get them to go to that polling place over there for they can vote for me. I pay you. All right. And that's it. But if we had political power, money, we go in there and talk knee to knee and say, hey, we want this to be done. And if it don't, your ass is gone. All right, boss. They be saying that to us instead of we saying it to them. But until we get to that level, until we get to that mindset and that notion of doing it, we're going to continue to have the same problems. We're going to continue to go through that. You're going to still have a lot of folks coming in and out <laughs> trying to run for stuff. They ain't going to make it. They ain't got a snowball chance in hell. I remember I was telling my wife about uh, Stacey Abrams in uh in Georgia, my home state. I said, that chick ain't going to get it. My wife sat here and basically came after me because she thought I was saying it because no black woman should get because all this feminist energy in the air. And I said, no, politically, and I know Georgia, they're not gonna they're not gonna give it to her. And they didn't. <laughs> Same thing like the dude that was in Florida. He ain't gonna get it. Not not by a long shot. He didn't get it. And so you see all these again, black politicians trying to run on Barack Obama incursion and, and, and umbrella-ness and unity nonsense instead of saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do for you. Because the black community is a voting block. We're not a minority. We are a voting block, people. And we need to act like it. We're superpower. Really, we are. And I ain't talking about no super friend stuff. We are a superpower. We are an economic superpower. We put our money together. We need to act like it. We need to care ourselves like it. And this takes me into the notion. Um, I was watching on television on the side channel about the black kings of Egypt. And how these archaeologists and putting really debunking the argument that the white pharaohs were first. And that the what people what we call Nubians or the Kushites were copying them. And come to find out, give credit to Dr. Chancellor Wilson, rest in peace. He wrote it in his book, The Destruction of the Black Civilization, with more in depth than the side channel. But really, he really said it first. And this dude was ostracized for making up a lie that the Kushites were first. But the net, the, the world-known educational factors, whoever the hell they are, Basically said, no, 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 the white Egyptians are first. But in Dr. Chancellor Williams' book, if you get the book, I read it. It is also on the audio on YouTube. But I advise you to get the book to read along. But I read the book before I saw the, uh, listened to the audio. But anyway, Dr. Will uh, Chancellor Williams brought out that it was the Nubian or the Kushites or the original kings of Egypt. 
And the reason why I say that is because when you saw it on the side channel, you saw when they did, it was a war, it was a civil war, and they was ran out of Egypt. And Egypt was unified, It was, but it was also had civil war, and it was split in half. And so the Kushites left Egypt and went to set up another kingdom 200 miles away. And they was prosperous for uh, X amount of years. I can't remember the exact amount of years, but they was prosperous. But they was forgotten about because they were black. That reminds us of us. When, we, when real black people go about and do their own business, people tend to say, oh, you copy from us. Oh, you're you, you not original. But you over here prospering, minding your own business. And then you get called a liar, but history vindicates you. And the black kings of Egypt was vindicated. And Dr. Chancellor William, give credit where credit was due, said it first. He said it in his book first. But a lot of people, a lot of scholars who looked up ancient Egyptian stuff because they was white, said that white people there because <laughs> racially, White is right, black is wrong. But no, and when it comes to that racial thing in Egypt, and Dr. Chancellor pointed out this in his book, they didn't touch about it on the side channel, but here I'm going to touch on it. He stated that the reason why the lighting of what you saw of white Egyptians getting more credit is because white Asians integrated or migrated to Egypt when it was unified black people were known that nonsense of you know trying to do all this stuff so they said hey come on in they did business with them and they allowed them to stay and they had families and but the one thing they did they you know they intermingled and they went all the way up to the royal family and once they got to the royal family the white Asians who are now Egyptians turned on the Kushites and forced them out of Egypt. And like I said, that's when the Civil War started. Don't believe me? Go read the book. <laughs> Ain't gonna lie. But the reason I say that and I brought that up is because history, people, we have so much of a history of doing great things. We put our minds to it. But we also have those dark moments when we allow foolery and buffoonery to creep in. And we take a back seat, and that's more prominent now than knowing what I just shared with you that these black Egyptian kings ruled. They was first. They wasn't a copycat. They was the original. And like so much stuff that us as black people has done, touched, whatever it is, we're original. But we don't get the credit, so we get slung around with whichever way the wind blows and whoever come in here who got a silver tongue who can spit enough game will fall for it and we need to stop that nonsense because it is it's nonsense do you think i feel bad for kamala harris going down nope i'm waiting for cory booker to put a nail in his coffin he can check out too deval patrick because it's one thing and i don't agree with uh president trump that much but Trump said this when he got in office. He said to Barack, he said, why you didn't do nothing for your people? I'm going to do 
for mine, basically. I'm going to do something for my people. Now, when a white man sit here and, and ask another black, ask a black man, why you didn't do nothing for your people? That's a problem. That's why right now, with all this impeachment stuff that Trump is going through, his base, and, and not even some of the base, some of the, even the white liberals are quietly supporting Trump because Trump embolds and, and gavinates them to do and believe that America is great. Not you and I, America, but white America. I'm going to say that again. Not you or I, America, but white America. See, we wear our, our stuff with a DNR and all that old stuff. See, they play for keeps. We playing for, <laughs> I don't know what the hell we playing for, but we're not, we, we playing around. But they playing for stuff that's going to be beneficial and uh, transparent for years to come. And we we playing around, which get the same transparency, but we get it the devastating part. We get the uh, uh, um, what's the word? Uh, uh, speeding up of, of gentrification, lack of schools, all this stuff continues to grow. Had healthcare, all this stuff, because we're not taking things seriously. We're not, and I don't know. Like one of my teachers said, and I'm in with this. I don't know if I had to, you know, have to unscrew your head and post something in it. I don't know. You can't, you know, pull the knowledge in there. I don't know. It might ooze out. See, if I had to open your head, they're going to come through your nose and mouth. I don't know. Because everything that I'm seeing is right here for us to do. It's at the table. This is where the power broken table begin. It doesn't begin at the voting booth. It doesn't begin of who going to hold that office at the White House. It begins with you and I who has the political power, money, to will it. And if we're not going to will that power to get politicians that represent us, I don't give a damn that the mud was a, was a, a, a chimpanzee and a poodle mix. I don't care. If we can get them and buy them to use for our benefits, and make sure that our vision and things are put on the table. Then it's a win. We just have a, a monkey poodle mixed representative from in Congress. <laughs> that would probably be funny, but you never know. But if we, as long as we sit here and continue to do the nonsense of not doing it, we're going to continue to have politicians come in and they're going to run from their record. You already got by, uh, Joe Biden running from his record, and then they're coming at them with his his son, uh, Hunter, who's messing around and stuff. None of, these, none of this stuff, uh, none of these politicians are going to be clean. But they don't hold no loyalty to you and I, the black community. Only in that solidarity thing and, you know, we shall overcome, and they'll quote Dr. King real quick. But that's about it. But if we had power, to sit Elizabeth Warner down, Bernie, Bloomberg, Duvall, even Trump. We, if we had that power and we used it right, we wouldn't be having none of hardly none of these problems. That's just the first thing. But again, if we're not going to use it or we're not going to be unified or we're not going to 
be respectful of one another. We can't never use the power. That's why the power always seeps away from us. That's why everyone always benefit off of because they see the power there. They see the potential there. But as long as we're not going to be unified and be one with one another and do what need to be done, the hard and heavy lifting, and then we get picked, cherry picked. So, again, that's just my commentating on that. But if you want to see that thing, like I said, it's on side channel, the, the Black Kings of Africa. I mean, the Black Kings of Egypt is a very good uh, thing because it's split up into, I mean, I mean split up too. It's the first half of it is going to be taught about from French and somebody from Harvard. The latter part of it is going to be somewhere from the African antiquities of Ethiopia and Egypt. They're going to be there talking. So that's the person we're talking about, the, the real in-depth part about the Black Kings of Egypt. But also get the book, the book from Dr. Chancellor Williams. I have no affiliation with it. I don't have any affiliation with his family, but I read the book and I must say that this elder, this ancestor of ours was right on point. He was right on point of what he was trying to do, uh, put a, a, a series of books together. He condensed it down to this one book. I advise people, black people, get that book and read it, dissect it, take it all in. And I'm going to tell you. <laughs> my personal experience, like I said, it made me cry. It made me cry when I saw it on the side channel. He was talking about it. It's because I, it's like I had a connection there. And it is. But, you know, we still, it's a lot of work to be done, people. So, again, I'm about to get on up out of here. And, uh, as I said, Kamala Harris had dropped out. And who knows, like I said, Cory Book will be going out. And Deval Patrick, we'll see with him. We don't know. I don't know who else going to throw their hat in there. But <laughs> the field is wide. But really, people, take a take a, a long, long, hard look at where we are and what we're doing. We can do this if we, we just use that political power. If we put our money behind a bunch of garbage, who can say we we put our money behind a policy and say, hey, we own you? I don't feel nothing bad about saying, telling, you know, Elizabeth Warren, hey, I own your ass. I want you to do this. Because that's basically what you're doing when you're begging for money for most of these super PACs. But when you really got the money, when black folks really got the money, we could really do something. So, again, thank you for joining me. Thank you for taking your time out. Do your research always, people. Oh, Regardless of who you listen to, do your research. Go deeper. Just don't take everything in the surface of Google. Go through a couple of pages <laughs> of it and look. But always be safe and vigilant. Until next time, I'm your host, Mr. Q. I'm out. This was The War Machine. Real talk with Mr. Q. Don't forget to join us next time.